0: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Eyed, along with Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Goal Sheet, let's get to some of the, our, our friends in the Midwest and talk about them. And this was supposed to be maybe a preview. Of the, uh, of the uh, Big Ten championship game, but Illinois has kind of stumbled the last couple of weeks, losing to Michigan State and Purdue. Now they're in a four-way tie uh, in the West. Michigan, of course, that Ohio State game is looming in another week. Michigan, 17.5-43 at the Big House in Ann Arbor.
1: I admit, Jimmy, uh, that I missed maybe on Illinois here. Uh, I really thought they were going to cruise into the uh, Big Ten West. I mean, they were Me sitting too. in the yeah, they were they were sitting in the in pole position there into November, um, and that it started to go sideways. I want to say the bye week did it to them, but not really. I mean, they played one a good game out of the bye against Nebraska, and then once they got November, it 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 hasn't worked. Uh, they fell behind against Michigan State in that game. This is not an offense really designed to play from behind. Uh, but that wasn't really the case last week against Purdue. It was just a back-and-forth game, and they, and they lost. I don't know that they've developed enough of the offense as the season has progressed. DeVito has given them some competent leadership at quarterback, uh, the transfer from Syracuse. But uh, they leaned a lot on Chase Brown. He's been hurting lately, and that maybe has slowed down the offense a bit. But I, I don't think they've been able to pick up the passing game enough when they need him, well, if, if, if Brown is slowed or hurt and uh, the offense is still uh, not quite as two-dimensional maybe as it could be, that's that's a a thing is offenses usually run the ball, but I think they could have used DeVito being a little bit better on, on the passing end. And that's that's a problem here against Michigan, uh, which we know is really good. One week away from from the uh, Ohio State showdown, um, all systems go. What, what gets me about Michigan is, I mean, they, they can end up, putting up points in a hurry it's almost like Harbaugh has his eye on the scoreboard there and for him it's I think the pulls as far as instead of the point spread but uh, that big rally late against Rutgers when they ended up scoring 52 points last week uh, they finished in a hurry against Nebraska a lot of people got a push out of that one but they can score points in a hurry Uh, Blake Corum on the very fringes of the Heisman race he's probably out of it but if he has a big finish here against Illinois and and Ohio State and and then the Big Ten Championship game if they get there Uh, He could still make some noise. He's been a touchdown machine this season. And uh, I I just don't know that Illinois can trade points here. 34-13 to Michigan. So we're going to lay it with the Wolverines here. And that Big Ten West, your guess is as good as mine, Jimmy. Who's going to win? I'm actually going to say Iowa is the best team in the Big Ten West right now. I wouldn't have said that a few weeks ago. But things have really changed there. Right now it's not Illinois. And I think that's a problem for the Illini this week.
0: A little wear and tear on that Illinois defense. Uh, their first five games in conference play, uh, they they allowed just 12 points a game. Last two, 27 uh, points a game against Michigan State uh, and Purdue. So maybe that, and also the running back who they lean on heavily. You know that, uh, and he was outstanding rusher, he's been a little banged up as well. So uh, Biela uh, uh, suffering for a little wear and tear coming down the stretch. This uh, Saturday game against Michigan, and they close it out in their in-state rival up uh, just north of Chicago and Evanston, in Northwestern, pretty much Chicago. It's uh, right there. Been there, beautiful campus and an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, athletic facility right on the banks of the uh, of Lake Michigan. All right, so Brucey's got that one. Um, let's go to East Lansing and Michigan State in uh, Sparty, Ten and a half, 48 and a half at home against Indiana. Um maybe you can we can argue if he's uh Mel Tucker is earning that money, but after a, a rough start, they've won 3 of 4 um quietly and beaten uh, Wisconsin and Illinois. They didn't cover on a tough fourth and 28 conversion at the end of the game against Rutgers. Sparty 10 and a half and 48.
1: Yeah, uh, Tucker might end up getting bowl eligible here, and I, and I think he will. Although you know the defense gave up almost 500 yards uh, to Rutgers last week, so I mean they're still down a couple of notches from where they were last year. Peyton Thorne, though, the quarterback, has played better uh, in in recent weeks. Seven to two TD pass interception ratio the past four games, so he's not been hurting himself with mistakes as he did earlier in the year. Uh, but I, I think the attraction here, Jimmy, though, is to go against Indiana, and I wonder. If Mr. Intensity, Tom Allen, how much longer this can last here f- for him? Because Indiana has been poor, both straight up and against the spread since, I mean, the COVID year, they actually, they, they made some things happen, but there were some oddities we know associated with that season. I have seen Allen at Big Ten media days before, and I walked away thinking, I mean, some of these guys come up there and they, they joke. I mean, uh, Bilbo would be totally different. He likes to joke and have some fun. This guy is intense really intense and I'm just wondering if that might be wearing off uh, or wearing thin with his team at this point because they look like they've just got nothing right now and uh, we'll see if he can avoid uh, uh, the pink slip here because it looks very bad for Indiana right now Michigan State this is more a vote against Indiana right now I don't normally like to lay this many points with the Spartans but Indiana is going so bad they're not covering numbers let's do it with Mel Tucker 31-12 Michigan State to win and cover this one up in East Lansing
0: yeah, we uh, uh, in the SEC media days, we love covering Bielema. I mean, he was he was relaxed and he was just kind of uh, you know shoot the breeze, man. He was uh, a <laughs> he's a he's a character, man. He's uh he's not uh, not tightly wound like Tom Allen, like you talked about. And you look, know, Bruce, COVID here was a little bit of a uh, consideration just to throw it out. I mean, let's face it, with some of the things that, that happened there. Keep in mind, folks in College Station, that was their big year, the COVID year, when they went to a New Year Six Bowl. We know about uh, how they go. All right, Pitt and Duke, two, two uh, teams that are playing pretty good right now. How about the Pitt-Panther defense? The last two weeks, they hold Syracuse and Virginia to both under 150 yards. Now, they also had uh, took Brendan Armstrong's first two attempts for pick sixes in that Virginia game, but all of a sudden the Panthers and Narduzzi, they are really shutting people down. Pitt is 7.5, 52.5 at home against Duke.
1: Yeah, uh, and Narduzzi's and had a pretty good record on the road in recent uh, years, uh, not quite as much at home, but they have played well the last couple weeks, and that was against Syracuse at home uh, two weeks ago. That pick six thing we saw it last week against uh, Armstrong, the first the two possessions of the game, and we've seen that earlier this year for Pitt, the pick six that uh, wrapped up the game against West Virginia in the backyard brawl opening night. So they have had a tendency to do that this season. So the pressure is on Riley Leonard, uh, Duke's quarterback, to not make those mistakes. But he's been really good about that this season. Awfully good uh, as far as the TD passes, the interception ratio, 18 to 5. So he's not been hurting duke uh, with his mistakes and how about mike elko this year now there's there's several candidates for coach of the year but i I think he should at least get a couple votes he's got duke well bowl eligible i mean they're cruising in seven and three right now you watch that cutcliffe team last year and you and to think that they could have turned it around this quick and gotten bowl eligible in one season that would have been a neat trick but elko has done it i mean uh, John Shire would be doing is doing well on the basketball side mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. debut if he achieves the way Elko has this year. Uh, Elko, defensive uh, expert. We know, I, by the way, Jimbo has missed him a little bit this year at Texas yes. A&M. And um, he had been at Wake Forest before, so he knows this territory. But finding the quarterback in Leonard was really important for him early on because they weren't sure where that was going to go uh, after Coach Cut uh, left last year. And and Duke has been uh, Duke has been a, a good overachiever this season. I think this this spread uh, invites a vote on Duke here, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Blue Devils won this thing. One thing we do know about Pitt, though, that Norduzzi defense can rise up like it has the last couple of weeks. They ain't getting nothing from Keaton Slovis. Uh, and it is well documented now that he is a big downgrade from Kenny Pickett. So it's not quite like last year when Duke uh, when Pitt scored 54 down in Durham last year. Ain't going to happen like that this week. 27-24 Duke, I'm calling the upset here. Think about it on the uh, on the price line. You get a nice price, but certainly plus those points, that's probably the way to look.
0: Yeah, Duke 7-3, and three, no doubt. I mean, that's a hell of a job by Elko uh, in year one. Really, really good job. All right, uh, speaking of those USC transfer quarterbacks like us, uh, Lovis oh the one in Morgantown West Virginia and I thought he looked really good against Pitt it was a tough luck loss on that Thursday night opening week uh where third and uh third down uh late in the game hits the receiver for the first down tips out of his hands he drops it tipped intercept pick six and they lose a tough one um he just has not clicked like we thought uncharacteristic defensive game last week in Morgantown between Oklahoma and West Virginia. Way below the total in that one. West Virginia, uh, Neil Brown trying to hang on. They have replaced their athletic director. That's not a good sign for the head coach. Neil Brown in his fourth year there. Roll the dice four of five on fourth downs to kind of keep them going. They steal it at the end against Oklahoma. Now here comes Kansas State, seven and a half and 54 and a half in Morgantown. The uh, home uh, season finale at home uh, in Morgantown uh, before they go on the road for the last win. But for Kansas State, both Martinez and Howard played at quarterback who had missed time earlier this season. Again, Wildcats seven and a half, 54 and a half after their big win against Baylor, 31 to three.
1: Yeah, lots of moving parts there at West Virginia right now. Uh, Shane Lyons, the AD, gets dismissed on Monday. That is not good news for Neil Brown. Um, uh, he might need to—he needs to win these last two to get bowl eligible. Uh, short of that, I'm not sure what's going on there. This—this uh, this could be trouble. Also, Brown—I think he's had it with JT Daniels. Uh, Daniels does not listen. They didn't block the block him leaving at USC. Nobody blocked the door there. Nobody begged him to stay at Georgia. He just does not uplift his team, and I think Brown had enough last week, and he went to the backup, Garrett Green, who ended up uh, sparking the win. He probably goes with Green this week. I think that's it for JT Daniels. Maybe that's a plus wow. for West Virginia. But uh, Kansas State, now this is interesting. This league, there's been a lot of cannibalizing going on in this league, and that's why I mean, TCU, which makes them remarkable for having avoided all that. When K-State has been good this year, it has been really good. And uh, last week, uh, you mentioned, I mean, Howard in there. Martinez went out. Howard, it's like 1A and 1B. Martinez has been good. He's been better for K-State than he was in Nebraska. Howard has been good. He would started before Martinez got there, so they've got two quarterbacks. Howard can step in there. And uh, Kansas State, you know, very dangerous. They could still get to the Big 12 title game with wins in the last two. And remember, they had a big lead on TCU back in October in Fort Worth in a game Howard played very well before he got hurt. Uh, so there's a possibility for a rematch there. They, they're motivated. I think West Virginia's distracted, and uh, uh, when the, West has lost this year, it's been uh, heavy for the most part. Uh, 35-19 Kansas State, too many distractions at West Virginia. They might be going with the backup quarterback. K-State can put a hurting on you, and I think uh, they got a shot to get uh, down to Jerry World for the uh, Big 12 title game if they can win these last two.
0: Yeah, that points red value has been very respected this year. Now they have both of their quarterbacks healthy. Uh, that was the only thing that kept them back, including that TCU game when both Martinez and Howard went out with injuries uh, when they had a big lead. And that would speaking of Garrett Green, you're right, Bruce, off the bench for West Virginia. Through for a third quarter touchdown, uh, to take the lead, and then tied it up 20 to 20 with a fourth quarter, uh, touchdown run, and then put him in position for the game winning field goal, which is four seconds to go the, at the buzzer there. So, yeah, West Virginia's moving uh, off from uh, JT Daniels. So, uh, Green doing a nice job, uh, in relief to bail that one out. Finally, let's look at Penn State, Bruce. We want another one like this. We want, I mean, you, you, I mean. Penn State, we did another one. Penn State on the radio show. Penn State. I mean, I got tired of talking about Penn State, but I didn't get tired of cashing that ticket. 30 to zip. What a great call in that little extra motivation for James Franklin uh, when he got snubbed against Maryland. We want another one like that. You're the Penn State guy. 20 and 45 and a half in Piscataway against Rutgers.
1: Yeah, you know, there's one little thing I always like to mention. Uh, when Penn State plays Rutgers. Because from what we heard long ago uh, at the Gold Sheep, uh, this was one job that Joe Paterno apparently, he, he was offered a lot of jobs. But he he didn't dismiss this one out of hand. He thought Rutgers had a lot of potential. In really? fact, he, rec- he recommended one of his assistants, Dick Anderson. And, and by the way, most of Paterno's assistants didn't leave Happy Valley. But he recommended Anderson. I think this is a job you ought to take. And Anderson did back in 1984, and for a while they had Rutgers going good before it sort of unraveled. So, anyway, I mean, all uh, shades, he saw something here in Rutgers that he thought was some potential. Now, we'll see what Shiano can do. They've made – they've stirred a bit. He's been the only one who's really been able to make it stir in the, in the 40 years since or 35 years since uh, Dick Anderson was there. The offense has been a problem this year. Now, they went – the redshirt freshman, uh, Gavin Winsett, we talked about last week uh, against Michigan State, and the offense put up nearly 500 yards – and quarterback had been an issue for Rutgers this year. So maybe Winsett is the guy, but um, they have been very erratic on that side of the ball. And generally, Rutgers has offered much better point spread value on the road than at home. And uh, Penn State's fans will make the trip. It's not a long ride, and it gives them a chance to go uh, not too far from New York here. So I think they will have a good crowd support there. Penn State can put up a hurt on some people when it wants to this season. They've got the offense, they've got the quarterback to do it. And I'm not sure. Uh, Winsett is the answer at Rutgers despite what he did last week against Michigan State. We're going Penn State again. It felt good last week. Feels good again here. Uh 34-6 Nittany Lions in this one.
0: Back to the well uh, with the Nittany Lions Uh uh, minus the 20 uh, at Rutgers. Again, Rutgers with that fourth and 28 conversion in the last couple of minutes to uh, backdoor uh, that one last week. So Penn State minus 20. Kansas State minus 7.5. Duke Plus seven and a half, Michigan State minus ten and a half, and Michigan minus seventeen and a half. Bruce's picks again. He uh, 11 and six last week, and he's now 11 games over 500 for the season. For Bruce Marshall, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.